Hi, this is Allie. This is Sarah. And this is John. And welcome to the Millennial Cap. So we know Wednesday the inauguration is happening. So all of our appendages are crossed that everything goes well. Obviously, we're recording this in advance, so we have no idea of the topics. But we wanted to discuss how our parents talked to us about politics when we were kids. I, I think it depends. I mean, for me, and, I never and was me. Ta- so and both Sarah, of us, they never talked about it. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a very much like at 18 years old, it was just like the topic to bring up. But it was never really brought up. It's because I actually volunteered for extra credit at a polling center that I realized like, oh, this is a big deal. Like people were coming in to vote until the end of it, which I think was 8 p.m. where I was living. I mean, it was long and slow, but it kind of made me more interested. And then, obviously, after the last election and now this election, I became a lot more political, actually. Sarah and I were doing text banking for whoever is like, what's text banking? Essentially, it's the social anxiety version. Phone calls. <laughs> phone it's, phone it, banking. It's texting instead of, it's, 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 phone, it's calling people, with people for people with social anxiety. You text people. <laughs> 20% of the time, they tell you to go fuck themselves. And let's be honest, themselves. every one of us on this podcast has gotten the text as well, even though I'm sure all three of us have actually text banked for someone. Yeah. Um, because we've done it, we found, I think, and this is something that we'll bring up later when we talk about our first jobs, it's a customer service thing. You, Correct. You do it, and therefore you feel the need to, like, be really nice to the person sending you a message. So mm-hmm. you get a message saying, hey, are you, you know, ready to vote, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, yeah, I did it already. Thank you so much for doing it. And I'm also text banking tomorrow. <laughs> like, That's great, yeah. Like, you so had a much one... nicer experience than I did. Some person. Yeah. Oh, we had some. some I, I, I had one guy <laughs> who I talked to for, for texted, not talked to, because once again, no, thank you. Um, I texted him 40 minutes straight. And it's like, who are like, are, hey, are you voting for Biden? Like, I'm not sure. I think Trump's going to win. I'm like, okay, is there any way that I can convince you otherwise? And literally, I was texting him for three minutes. Like, man, do you know what kind of life I have? I'm like, no, I don't. I'm not saying I do. I was just trying to say, like, if you're on the fence, maybe think Joe Biden. And it's like, just, like and they ran to me were like, Does, do you know anyone that had COVID? I'm like, yeah. My mother-in-law and my father-in-law did. And then at the end of the conversation, it's like, well, my entire family is voting for Biden. I might as well, too. I'm like, well, have a great night. <laughs> well, he just wanted the, to talk to you, huh? Yeah. yeah I, think he just, I think that's what you He it's was like, lonely. I need a friend to talk to. When let he me. said he was like, you don't know about my life, he was like, so therefore, let me tell you all exactly. about it. Free therapy. <laughs> oh, no, but I, I felt like locked in for 40 minutes. Kind of like when on your first bad date when you're trying to find a way out of the first bad date. Like, how do I end this conversation with this person? <laughs> so, uh, so back to how our parents <laughs> talk to us about politics, or yeah. in our case, lack thereof. Allie, you you were, have a very different story. Yeah, our parents were super open with us about politics from a really, really early age. Like, my dad loved to brag to his friends about how when I was seven, apparently... Some kid in my class said Bill Clinton is a liar, and I came home and asked him if Daddy is a president a liar, and he went into this whole speech about perjury, and I was seven, so I had zero concept of what was happening at the moment, but... That's insane. Yeah, I, I told Sarah and John this earlier, but my dad... I feel like I have to preface this. I'm a very, very big Monica Lewinsky fan. I think she's fabulous, especially given all of the shit that she's been through, that she's managed to create such an amazing image for herself and all the work that she's done. But when I was five, my dad taught me a poem 
about Monica Lewinsky, which was wildly inappropriate, and for some reason I still Actually, remember it. Actually, still wildly inappropriate, even oh. for us in like our yeah. <laughs> like older ages. Yeah, it was not safe for work. Probably will no. not repeat this <laughs> on the uh-huh. podcast. It was yeah. It was, it was interesting. I think having that dichotomy of like growing up and yes our parents talk to us as in my siblings and me about politics but now it's become so much bigger i think a friend of mine quoted a statistic at me like previously parents said only 33 percent of them would be affected if their child dated someone with opposing political views to them but now it's like 66 percent or something ridiculous like that that's crazy that's bananas because considering that we my john and i have very opposing uh, political leaning toward than my parents mm-hmm. and his stepdad. Yeah. So it's very interesting having any kind of political conversation with them. So any political conversation with my stepdad, it's it's good and bad. There are pros and cons to every conversation. But like there was a year one time when we I was at my family's house in New Jersey, and there was a conversation that brought up that brought more than one person at the table to tears over just frustration at like how can you believe these things then there's my mom who's kind of just a, a bandwagon political person where it's more like i believe in this but i'm not going to be like super in depth with it to the point where she's kind of a cheerleader from when like there's an argument about politics so i think it was hanukkah this was like right after no this is yeah, right after the election. Sarah's dad is a big Republican. Tom's a big Republican. As, a, as Sarah said, both Sarah and I are Democrats. Sarah's dad just wanted to, like, said something. And Sarah's like, well, let's just have a conversation with it, like, about this. Right. And then you can hear my mom in the background, like, yeah, Sarah's right. That's exactly what she meant. Well, I literally sat down with him because I would not talk to him about politics prior to the election. There's no changing my dad's mind. He's no. stuck in his ways in every possible way. Like, we're in a very blue state. Uh, my thought process was, I'm pretty sure he's not voting. Uh, <laughs> he did vote. I think they voted by mail. Correct. COVID. Mm-hmm. But that being said, like, I sat down with him and I went, well, why do you think these things? Like, what, what, what about the views that he's sp- spouting do you believe in? And he like brought up things that I was like, okay, I can understand where you're coming from. You're an immigrant. You're, you know, you know, previous immigrant, obviously he's naturalized citizen. You believe in, you know, pulling it up by your bootstraps and all that garbage that they fed boomers back in the day. But I literally wanted to, I literally looked at him and I went, but he's never done that. So why do you believe in this man who says things and then never does the things that he says? And yeah, like, I, I was, I feel like I maybe it was able to get through to him even a little bit because some of the things he said, I was like, but here's the answers to the things that you're like, oh, Democrats are always promising these free things and never have the money for them. And I'm like, yeah, but here's where they're actually going to get the money. So it was interesting to sit down and just talk to him. And it was the first time I've ever talked to him about politics where I didn't want to like punch him in the face <laughs> because, yeah. you know, people who are Trump voters tend to be very vocal and not able to be swayed. You're just Antifa at the end of the day. But I was able to say, okay, I can understand where you're coming from. Here's the answers to these to, to what you're thinking. So I felt better about it. I mean, he's never going to vote Democratic. He's, oh. It's just not in his nature to change. It is what it is. But like, at least I am able to talk about something that's happening in the news without 
having a screaming match with my father. My mother, on the other hand, is the kind of person who will not say anything that hasn't already come out of my dad's mouth. <laughs> she probably does have her own opinions, yeah. but they tend to be skewed by things she's read on Facebook or things she's heard from my dad and not actually research. Mm -hmm. It's a similar thing to John's mom where she's a little bit of a cheerleader, but she's a cheerleader for my dad. Prior to the election, John and I would bring up things that made us really, really upset. Things that were happening in the news, things that were being done by the, the Republicans. And she would we're shut down. Life. She would literally shut down. And I yeah. did not... All of my childhood, I knew barely anything about politics to the point that I didn't vote until t 2016. That was the first oh. time I actually voted. I, I mean, mean the first when I was <laughs> when I was 18, I was in college and I didn't really know how to do that from there. When I was I it was like 22 when the next one happened. Yeah, I was in England and had no idea how to do it from there. And I didn't really think it mattered because it was. Well, it was Obama. He was, you yeah. know, coming for a second term. And at that point, everything that I knew was like, presidents don't not have a second term. I didn't realize well. that George <laughs> Bush, the senior, didn't have a second term. He didn't even really I didn't realize that that, that was a thing. Like, I didn't know the history. Because, like, the things you learn in school about politics, like, what do you learn? Oh, here are the presidents. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know what kind of school you went to. We had like whole debates about whether certain presidents were good or not. It was actually really interesting. I don't think we did. I feel like we did a lot. It was a lot of like memorization history wise. If you were really interested in something, you would go back and like make more of an effort towards it or you'd take like an extra course on it. But it wasn't like. Did they you know, teach you the song about the presidents? Oh, probably. I can't remember. I can't oh, remember. I, I only can go to the, to the very beginning. It's like Washington, Adams, Jefferson, Madison, Monroe, Quincy, Adams, and then I don't know the rest. <laughs> then 10 is, is Lincoln. No, Lincoln is 16. 16? Yeah. <laughs> what do I think 10? I don't what know. Do 10? That is a very strange thing. He's not even on the ten dollar bill. No, he's he's a Hamilton taught me only one thing, and that is that Hamilton is on the ten dollar. Actually, one of my really good friends became a U.S. citizen this year, so I was helping him study for the test. And one of the questions on the U.S. citizen uh, is who can name one author of the Federalist Papers. And so he was asking me the question, and I was just sitting there really quiet. And he's like, what are you doing? And I go, I'm singing the Hamilton song. Give me one second. I just need to remember who the three of them are. Madison oh. got stick after writing five. I and Adams. No, it was uh, no. Madison, John Jay, and Hamilton. Because in the end, it's like, and Hamilton oh. wrote the other 51. <laughs> so... Yeah, that was fun. He's a U.S. citizen now, so we're all very happy about that. I, I am of the opinion that if a born U.S. citizen ever took that test because they needed to, most likely wouldn't pass. Oh, absolutely not. The only reason I know most of the answers is because I helped my mom study it. So that actually was an interesting, going back to our actual topic of talking to parents about politics, was my mom having to learn all of this U.S. history specifically for her test. And so we learned a lot as a result of it. Um, it's interesting, and she's become more conservative as the years have gone on. But what I give her a lot of credit for is that she is always willing to have an open discussion about it and not necessarily discount other people's opinions. Whereas my dad is like, Tucker Carlson's word is law. 
I have That's no a man who can go shoot himself in the foot, and I'll be really happy about it. Yeah, um, I found out apparently recently too that someone sued Tucker Carlson over some libelous claim, and the court case ended with a ruling that was something like, "You can't take what Tucker Carlson says as face value because his opinion isn't meant to be accurate." Which is, it's the Just news. Basically, the court said he's garbage. It's the same thing that happened with Alex Jones and Glenn Beck. Mm-hmm. Makes me very angry. <laughs> but I, I think it's interesting now, especially talking to parents, being in such a politically divided climate that it's, I maybe this is just me, a lot of my friends have stopped talking to their parents about politics for the sake of continuing their relationships. Like, it's just, we do not talk about this in any sort of situation because otherwise we know we're going to devolve into some sort of screaming match. Um, didn't we institute... A rule prior to the election? We've instituted this rule and it yet has yet to be uh, upheld. And <laughs> the rule is no politics while in our house. Oh, here's what you could do to combat that. Well, that's a game my siblings and my cousins and I play on major holidays. Before any sort of major family event, we have a group thread where we all text each other and we're like, okay, what are the phrases? What are the rules? So if a certain relative says a phrase, we all have to drink. So you can't really do that in a quarantine setting. No, like, no. And you'll just be drunk off your freaking face. I, I mean, mean, with yeah. with your extended family, sir, we will be drunk on our faces within ten minutes. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah, we have like twenty people at our Thanksgiving, nor in normal circumstances. Yeah, yeah. So do we. The so. only issue I find in that with my family is like getting a text in together, making sure everyone's down with this idea, making sure everyone, someone doesn't try to like hijack the idea for something else then one person just doesn't want to do it we don't force anyone to do it I mean... oh i know but like it's your your family is more this is off topic why the hell not for the why the hell not reasons like for the kind of shit thing it goes my family's like where did you start and why are you here now yeah it's it's usually it devolves by the end of the evening this is not a talking to your family about politics story but it still makes me laugh every single time so my uncle, whenever he gets uncomfortable, his nervous tick is to pet my cousin, who's his daughter's hair. And the more uncomfortable he gets, the faster it goes. So this uh-huh. was a, a couple years ago on Passover. My cousin brought her friend over for the evening. And the friend started telling this story about how she went to her ex boyfriend's father's funeral and after they cremated him they decided to have a celebration of life party back at the house they all got really drunk on tequila and she starts telling this story about how her ex-boyfriend's mom decided to celebrate her own life by showing off her new breasts that she got after getting a mastectomy and so then she's like and then all of us were sitting there and we were topless and just like celebrating life and it was beautiful and i look over at my uncle who's just turned the color of like a pomegranate and is petting my cousin's hair so fast that my cousin looks so confused I mean, that's I mean, a weird that way to celebrate life. To. Oh, it was <laughs> yeah. so funny. It's not as bad, if, since we're already off topic, it's not as bad as, <laughs> I think I was 15 years old. I was going, I was, this was when we lived in Tenafly, and, or it might have been, it might, it might have been my Doesn't mom's matter. 60th. It, it was one of my mom's birthdays. Her friends bought her a stripper. Oh, that's much worse. 15-year-old or 17-year-old John was like, the fuck is going on here? I am down to playing a video game. Like, I, I was playing on my PS3 or whatever. Out of nowhere, I hear, well, 
take it off. And I'm like, no, I need to leave. So I got in my mom's car and just drove away. I understandably, yeah. But politics. Um. <laughs> okay, so, so, so one thing to say about politics and because you two both said that you guys never voted until now. Um, okay, I voted in a local... Mom, I four vote, years ago. I voted yes. in a local election when I was 18, but I didn't vote in a presidential election until okay. 2016. Gotcha. So yeah, it's the last two elections. My mom... Oh no, my, 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 step, my dad and stepmom are more... They kind of tell you, not, not, not in a bad way, but like how they try to inform you in a, John, have you read this? John, have you heard of this? John, John like, like that, to the point where it gets annoying. But my, I think my stepmom is the most political person I know besides my wife. That is just kind of like on top of it. But I think, yeah, I think I voted since I was 18 in every, president, every presidential election. Just because like, for some reason, I felt like I had a duty to do this. Makes, I mean, it makes sense. And my view on the matter is now I'm trying to educate myself more about things that are happening at the local level just because yeah. inevitably what happens is the microcosm effect affects the macrocosm so correct why not learn your local laws and mm-hmm. goings on and who your city representative is but sir yeah does anyone help because i feel like this just went off the rails in 20 different ways <laughs> it did um it does anyone you. have anything else to end or not end wow to add before we end this episode everyone vote I mean, yeah, when everyone vote. If you can vote, that's great. Honestly, you guys, just one thing I will I would, we don't really suggest podcasts, but it's this podcast company called Pod Save America. Crooked. 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 Oh, sorry. Crooked.com. CR. Oh, crooked Media. <laughs> oh, sorry. Crooked Media. My bad. Crooked Media. Um, they have a bunch of different podcasts. They're all great. Some are funny. Some are like satirical. It's for the Democratic leaning. Kind of group. We don't. We don't have any suggestions for Republican leaning. I have a feeling people who are listening to a millennial podcast are not necessarily Republican leaning. But if you are, please email us and let us know. We would like to hear your opinion. Mm -hmm. I mean, oh, okay. So before we end this, I think Sarah was telling me this. There is this new dating app where you can add a political. No, no, it's not a new dating app. I've I've been reading. I I read a tweet the other day that was like. My friend changed her political leaning on like Bumble to Republican just so that she could talk to any conservative of the guys. From the riots. <laughs> oh, it made <laughs> and me laugh. She turned them all in. <laughs> it made me so happy. It made me yeah, happy that, too. That is the epitome of politics nowadays. <laughs> it really is. But okay. On that note, thank you guys so much for listening to our episode. It's yeah. If you'd like to listen to us, we are available wherever podcasts are available. And Sorry, Ali. That's okay. If you <laughs> if you like us, write a review, leave us five stars. If you want to tell us more stories about how your po- parents did or did not talk to you about politics, please email at us at the millennialgappod.com at gmail.com. Excuse me. And as always, mind, mind the, the gap. gap. We tried. We did it. We did it. Kind of.